This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And what we saw is my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man with the plan, the guy who's the eternal optimist for the New York Jets. The, the Jets could do no wrong for this man. They could beat the living daylights out of him and come back saying, I love you, baby. It's all good. You know who it is. My man, the one and only John Maliga. John, how are you doing today, boy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I, I do have uh, battered Jets syndrome, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, in fact, um, Mike White is in the Hall of Fame and he's starting this week. So uh, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right right now. I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. You know, getting ready for the week. I mean, we had our mini bye week ourselves from uh, the Jets not playing since they played that Thursday feels night good. game against it feels so feels far good. away. That's feels all I'm good, saying. Stretching and getting the, the joints feel bad right now, but... I don't know. We don't have a safety. We'll get into all of it. So I don't. I don't. I don't feel as optimistic as uh, as I'm making it seem. I'm just. I'm just ready to have fun. We're playing with house money, and uh, I'm kind of ready to be in that position. For sure, for sure. But you know what, John? We got a phenomenal guest with us today to to go into some Jets material today. All right, we got the one and only Justin Fried, and everybody. You should probably know who this guy is. Big fan sider, the editor for the Jet Press. All right, all those fire tweets that you see from the Jet Press. That is this man <laughs> right here. On top of that, he's also the editor for the Ravens website, the Ebony Bird through Fan Sided. All right, and if you want to quote what he says on his Twitter bio, he doesn't know why he's verified. But Justin, we'll get down to the we'll get down to the business of that. Don't worry, we're gonna figure that out for you. We got Justin Freed up here with us. Justin, how are you doing today? <laughs> Oh man, I'm doing great. I, I appreciate the the warm welcome. You're too kind. Not know why I'm verified. Twitter made a mistake, uh, but nah, I appreciate it. Also, they did not. I'm concerned. I'm concerned for John. It sounds like you got some kind of abusive relationship going on with this team. We can get into that. I don't know, but I, I'm worried Dude, about you, man. I, I went to London for this team. Like, what do I need more evidence? <laughs> like, what other evidence do I need? But we'll, yeah, we'll, if you we'll, went, we'll get into all that. I think if you went to the uh, the Bengals game when it seemed like we were down and out, I, I would really have some true concerns. Like I could not go to that game. I know you couldn't, but I'm, I, I would say if like you went to that game, I think we may have had to put you into like some sort of you know group group home for a little bit. Really had to. That would have been the game of my life, though. <laughs> oh my god, Matt! Oh, oh my man. god, that was so, that was such a good game to go to. Oh, I wish <laughs> I was That's there. the problem. Because they would have yeah. sucked you right back in with that. Game. In. That's how it works with this team. You I'm know? in, they, Justin. They give you that. I'm in. They, they in. give you a little bit of help. Or there's a little bit of hope, and then that's it. For sure. Uh, I I was I was literally wearing a hope shirt uh, before the Patriots game, <laughs> and then once like, <laughs> once we came out the way we did, that's why I was out. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was like, all right. Like I I really had no optimism there, and then. You know, the Bengals and Mike White revived me. And then they, you know, f- first drive, we were back. We were good to go. And they shot me right in the, I don't know, the ring finger. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we can't even lift up Josh Johnson back off the practice squad. So, I mean, we're, li- we're living and dying by Mike White this week. I'm, I'm cut and we're versus the, the Bills who just lost to Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. I mean, if there's any time to, to beat a Bills team, it's right now. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm just excited to play with house money, like I said before. For sure, for sure. And what's, why, why don't we just get into it right now? So, the Jets are playing the Buffalo Bills this week. Uh, as you mentioned, John, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was a disgusting game. Uh, just <laughs> even catching the glimpse of that game. I rewatched no it, dude. It was awful. <laughs> it, it, was, awful. it was gross. Yeah. It was gross. I don't know. If you, I thought Jets games were bad to rewatch. That was just a game. I was like, "What is going on?" That was on bad. Not you fun. really see that the Buffalo Bills do not have like a like anyone anyone outside of Josh Allen. That's their only runner. <laughs> that's their running back. Um, Zach Moss got hurt on like the first play. Not not yeah. great. And then they were just left with Singletary, who I don't know. He's not very effective as as a dual back. Nevertheless, 
his single back. It was just not good out there, man. I, and if Zach Moss doesn't play this week, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the optimism is, the optimism plus 13, plus 13, <laughs> Justin, plus 13. I like plus 13. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Justin, how do you feel about, let's start, let's start off, let's kick it off with you since you're a guest. How do you feel about the Jets just from like a high level aspect? We'll go into offensive defense, but just from a high level aspect, how do you feel about the Jets entering this game against the Buffalo Bills? I think, I mean, as an overall season, I think if you said they're going to be two and six at this point, most people would be like, yeah, it seems pretty reasonable. I, I think the way they've gotten to two and six is, is unorthodox, right? Of course, Mike White, no one saw that storyline coming. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, no one at least would have predicted or at least hope not that Zach Wilson would get injured. Uh, but if, you know, two and six, I think it's a fair spot for the team to be. Although the, you know, I don't think most people would have said the offense would have been red hot going into, into week 10 and the defense would have been looking like one of the worst in football. Um, but I, you know, overall, I'm fine with where they are right now because you have young guys like Elijah Moore and, and Michael Carter and Elijah Vera Tucker, you know, looking very good. Uh, you know, pleased with obviously the cornerbacks, Bryce Hall, Michael Carter, uh, you know, Michael Carter's had a not great game against the Colts, but yeah. that can go for most of the defense. Um, sure. but overall, I'm content with how they are right now. Uh, I think a lot of it is just going to, you know, a lot of the rest of the season is just going to depend on what happens at quarterback, you know, and I, I, can't sit here and pretend to predict like I know what's going to happen. You know, like I think I, I tweeted this. I tweeted this out. For all we know, Mike White could get injured. Joe Flacco could come in, throw for 350 yards, and now you got four quarterbacks that you want to start next week. You know, I have no idea what's going to happen. But <laughs> and call me the optimist. I look if Josh Johnson and Mike White can do it. Why can't Joe Flacco? I'm sorry. Uh, maybe they're all going to. You know, because <laughs> it's 65. I'm tired. <laughs> I haven't, I don't even like. I'm sure Joe Flacco has something left in the tank, but after last season, not, and I, you don't I'm think he has sure. anything left in? You're not sure? Uh, I just don't need to see Joe Flacco. Like, no, that's that's just how I, that's just how I feel. Like anybody you are, else, you are but Joe Flacco. You are disrespecting the best quarterback on the Jets roster last year. All right, relax. Not named James <laughs> you, Crowder. Did, not did named James read, Crowder. Did you read the story <laughs> about how he also wasn't prepared? Like how many backup veteran quarterbacks do the Jets need to have that just aren't prepared to go into games? Like what? Are, what is the point of you? Like Mike Vick's like, oh, I didn't realize I was gonna play. Uh, like you're, you're on the roster as a backup quarterback. Like what do you mean, Joe Flacco? I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was gonna play. They put me in. That's why I played bad. Like, yeah. like you have one job. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he, better, he better be prepared this week. He better be prepared this week. I don't. I I would definitely not like if Joe Flacco's on the television. I I might have to switch red zone to the smaller. I mean, it might have to be red zone to the bigger screen and the Jets to the smaller screen if Joe Flacco is, <laughs> is there because then then we're not in a competitive game. Until he starts lopping it up for you know Elijah Moore in a forty yard oh bomb goodness. and then you're sucked right back in. <laughs> no <laughs> I, man, I, I can't be sucked into the Joe Flacco. Zone. I, can't, I, I, I can't. I can't go. <laughs> I'm not. I can't go that into a deep deep hole. And to be honest, like you you I know I know I'm optimistic. I I, I mean, what's not to love about Mike White? Right, except for the fact that he can't throw with a numb finger. Like if he can't, I don't know. If I if I'm him, I can't feel my hand. I'm I'm throwing my foot. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, I'm I'm more worried about the defense, guys. We were, as you mentioned, Justin, like we were already subpar, but with no Marcus May, I I have no idea what's going to happen with Neesman and Ashton Davis. Like, what am I going to see on, on, on Sunday with Josh Allen? Like we said, that we don't know what Josh Allen has on the run. Yeah. Stefan Diggs might have 250 yards, three touchdowns. Who cares what they have on the run? Yeah. <sighs> that the run defense is a major, major concern. Uh, the linebackers were very, very bad last week. I know CJ Mosley has been mostly good this year. Uh, he's missed a few tackles. Oh, I think week. he's been better, honestly, in coverage. Uh, that he has in run defense. He's, he's been inconsistent in, in run defense. Jared Davis hasn't done much since coming back. Uh, I think, I mean, part of it, I think, is is scheme, uh, especially when it comes to the defensive line. I mean, we could talk about this later. We could talk about it now, too. But I think it's something some, you know, a few people have talked about. But just the way that Robert Sala has always had his his defense, they're very, they're, it's, it's an attacking 4-3 defense. Uh, you know, the defensive linemen are asked to, to kind of attack upfield uh, and, you know, to penetrate and, and get pressure. And it worked early in the season. We saw it, seven sacks against the Titans. Like it was working. Uh, unfortunately, teams have kind of figured it out. And in this case, 
they don't have a Fred Warner to lean on like like Robert Sala did in San Francisco, and they sure as hell don't have anything at safety now. So <laughs> unfortunately, once that running back clears you know clears the front four, it's it's you know anyone's guess if he's going to get stopped. You know, so not only the Jets is the Jets run defense getting gashed, they're giving up big play after big play. You know, we saw that last game against the Colts, the Jonathan Taylor, uh, uh, it was like a sixty something yard run on that play. I, I counted like five guys that might as well have not even been on the field. Like CJ Mosey and Jared Davis took themselves out of the play. Ashton Davis took one of the worst angles I've ever seen in a professional football game. Sherrod Neesman might not, might as well have not been on the field because he, I think was trying to play contain, but he was like 30 or like 30 yards. Uh, off the, the, the joke is that Ashton Davis is a track star and he did the hurdles, but yet he couldn't take the right angle and chase down. Yep. He just didn't want to get hit. And on, even, even on that goal line stop, when that the Mosley was quote unquote credited for, he just kind of like fell into that that hole. Like he did not want to make a tackle. He's like, all right, I see a hole. He just like kind of like folded into there. It was it was really weird when I rewatched it. Uh, Do you th- I agree with you, dude. They they the linebackers and the safeties look like sh- like shells of themselves last week, and I think the linebackers will come back this week. But I don't know about the safeties, dude. I when Ash, Ashton Davis is legitimately the best safety on the Jets roster right now, and that's that's not good. That's that's yeah, really that, bad. Is, you know, that tells you all. It tells you all you need to know about the the Jet safeties at this point. Yeah, but I think the, I think the front seven will will bounce back. They've been pretty they've been pretty decent for what I've seen for most of the year. I think last week you talked about a short week. You had a good outing against the Bengals. I think it was just the right the right mix just to get you know you have Taylor uh, Naeem Hines just going off for whatever they want to do. And to be honest, like the Colts expose us just by doing like easy wheel routes, easy out like drags, easy, like running back out of the, out of the backfield, like dump off, check down passes. So that's where we fail as a football team. Like we can't stop the screen. We can't stop these easy dunk passes. And then that just opens up everything else for the running, for the running backs to do whatever they want on us. And once Carson Wentz was able to get that and everyone else was able to do that on us, that's where everything just started to go downhill. But I don't want to live on that <sighs> sour note. Let's, let's get ready for this week. I think for the Buffalo Bills, because they don't have a running game and now you have to rely on Josh Allen, you could even just have a spy on Josh Allen if you really want to, because I don't know who's going to have to, who's going to run on the New York Jets on the Buffalo Bills. I think defensively, we're going to see a bounce back game for them. Um, what do you think, though, Justin? What do, you, do you think this is a chance for the, the Jets to really get back on track? With their front front seven, I'd like to hope so. I, that Bills interior offensive line isn't very good. They've had a lot of issues there, and Cody Ford has been a, a big problem for them. Uh, Ike Betker, I think is how you pronounce that name. He, he hasn't been very good with them. Mitch Morris has been hit or miss. Uh, like they're they're susceptible in the Morris. interior, uh, and yeah, yeah, he's he's been fine. But uh, you know they're susceptible there, and I think if the pass rush is going to bounce back at any point, it's going to be now. You know we haven't heard John Franklin Myers name much. Since he got that extension, I, I hate when people be like, "Oh, he just took his money." And no, that's not that's not how yeah. that works in ninety nine percent of cases. Football players they're trying their damnedest out there, uh, but I think of a lot of it has just been they're they're schemed out of it. You know, teams are teams have taken advantage of the defense that we saw early in the season, and the Jets haven't been able to adapt. Uh, you know, for as, as much as everyone was singing Jeff Olberg's praises early in the year, I'm not impressed with how he's been able to just you know, he he hasn't been able to adapt. Uh, they're still kind of calling that same kind of attacking four three. Uh, unfortunately, teams are just you know they're they're dinking and dunking the Jets. You know they're not letting that pass rush get home, and they're they're taking advantage of the linebackers and the safeties, and that's what they've been doing. You know, uh, I mean they're kind of screwed at safety. They have absolutely nothing there, like we said. Uh, but I, I do think that this is a week where you can see that interior pass rush bounce back because that's really where the core, the strength of that Jets defense is. It's Quinnen Williams in, in, uh, inside, Sheldon Rankins, John Franklin Myers, even Foley Fadakasi. If they can get home, if they can get some pressure on Josh Allen, much like Jacksonville did last week, mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe you could see another another bad Allen performance because that's kind of what contributed to, to a lot of his struggles last week. He was pressured a lot. Yeah, uh, but the they Jets also had a... Really against him, you know? I mean, they had that. I mean, I, I don't want to say Josh Allen, Josh Allen, because I heard that 10 million times this week. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they had some elite play on the defense. I mean, we, we, we have the capability of it. Uh, have we really shown elite linebacker play <laughs> this year at all? Like, even in spurts, even in a quarter? I mean, they made good plays, but I, I don't have that type of confidence. The D line could get up, though. I agree with you. Uh, Zach Moss being out, he hasn't practiced. 
unfortunately, that's kind of a positive for us because, like Alex mentioned, that's where we get killed. Uh, when we have these like James White kickouts, the every single team that's basically what they do. Naheem Hines, they just go to the running back and kick it out. And maybe we could stop a tight end this week. I, I don't know. I think Dawson Knox uh, started practicing again, so <laughs> that's not looking great. He's probably gonna get a touchdown. I think Stefan Diggs will probably score. It's really gonna, I think, depend on if Mike White can handle a shootout because. I mean, what are we going to do? Like, are, are the corn, can we really expect the cornerbacks to, you know, hold? That's, they've been doing way better than everybody expected, but can we expect them to, you know, hold it down? All the safeties are whack. Like, we can't. So we're going to have to expect some points being thrown there. And on the other side, Mike White's going to have to kind of match it. He's going to have to match Josh Allen somehow, some way. Uh, they have Tremaine Edwards out. Uh, he hasn't practiced yet either. That's a little bit of a positive on our side. Vera Tucker was limited today with a toe. That'd be catastrophic, obviously. <laughs> um, but we do have McDermott. He's going to come back to practice, which is, which is fun, but n- n- no, uh, no other, uh, really crazy things on the injury report. Um, some people limited here and there. I'm, I'm sure they'll be fine. I, I think, um, Tevin Coleman's back limited. That's fun. Corey Davis back, Shaq Lawson, people that missed a couple weeks. And Zach Wilson, too. So let me get your initial thoughts on this. So right away, I was really frustrated with the Jets not putting Zach Wilson on the, you know, the the three-week IL so that at least we can gain a roster spot. But they left him here so that he can practice. So apparently he's practicing now. And as we know, he's not going to go this week. But he's not going to have, you know, first week um you know, first string reps. He's going to be, you know, on the third string, I guess, or maybe Flacco's going to be taking second string. So I don't even know what Zach Wilson's really doing. How do you feel about the Jets making that move? Like just right away and like trading a six round pick for Flacco? Well, I mean, the Flacco trade is is one that's going to look bad in hindsight. Uh, I don't think the Jets, I know the Jets weren't expecting Mike White and, and on top of Mike White, Josh Johnson to play as well yeah. as they did. If they did expect that, they would have never traded for Joe Flacco. Uh, so that's one of those moves that just, well, you know, they spent a six-round pick trying to get some extra insurance. They didn't end up needing it, but, you know, worse things could happen than, than burn a, sec- a six-round pick. Joe Douglas has had a lot of success in trades, uh, so I'm not too concerned about that. But I, 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 I'm fine with the move to, to not put Zach Wilson on IR. You know, like you said, the, the reason that they did it was just to get him back for that extra week of practice. Uh, they're very much taking this quarterback situation one day at a time, like legitimately one day at a time. You know, what, what the situation is now could be completely different tomorrow, could be completely different by next Monday. Uh, it's impossible to predict what happens. The sense that I got from what Robert Zala said today is that if Mike White plays well against Buffalo, he's the starter, you know, and I'm, and I'm, all, I'm on board with that. Uh, I understand the sentiment of, hey, play Zach Wilson. But I also think that, you know, these these players are trying to win, right? You know, they're trying to win games. Uh, and I think you you risk losing respect of the locker room if you go, well, Mike White's played really well, especially if he leads you to a competitive game against, you don't even have to beat the Bills. But if he plays well and you're competitive against the Bills, like you said in, say, a shootout, right? Say they lose 35 to 31, right? And Mike White throws three touchdowns. How do you then go, well, we're going back to Zach Wilson? I don't think yeah. you can do that. Uh, and I don't think they will do that. I think they would stick with Mike White. So I'm fine with Zach Wilson getting the getting the reps. He's he's taken second string uh, second string reps in practice, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because Flacco is obviously going to be the backup. But from what I saw today, it was White that's taking first. Awesome. Dude, if I see Flacco, that's, that reiterates. If I see Flacco on my television, uh, like it has, I have oh, he'll, he'll be on the sideline. Yeah, that's he'll, fine. He'll get some screen time. That's fine. He'll give me that look. Yep. 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 I, I, I'm still knowing the Jets' luck. I'm still not. I'm still holding out hope. Knock on wood that we don't see Flacco in that game at any point because of injury. But knowing the Jets' quarterback luck they've had this year, I mean, I want to say I want to say bad luck, but it's like they've had injuries. But then the the the, the backups have come in and played very well. So yeah, is it really bad luck? I don't know. Yeah, I, and I agree with you, Justin, on the whole Mike White situation, and I agree with how Robert Sala has taken approach. Like, if you have Mike White go for a shootout. Of course, you got to like leave this guy in. There's no way they could say, 
hey, yeah, uh, we're going to take out the guy who's been moving the ball for our offense very well, keeping us in games to a kid that is still struggling to find his own footing and just, you know, put us in a deficit every single week. And then we have to work our way back and hope that he figures it out in the second half. That doesn't sound, you just lose the locker room like that because guys do enjoy winning. It's a competitive sport. You only have limited games. It's not like the NBA where you're like, all right, there's 82 chances. We can test some things over here. It's not uh baseball where it's 162 games. You're like, ah, we can take it with the lineup a little bit. It's we have 17 games and each game matters. Uh So I, I agree with you 100%. And I don't know about you, but I'm like rooting for Mike White because obviously you see that performance against the Bengals. You're just like, hell yeah, this guy is out here doing it. You see how he moves the game against the Indianapolis Colts. Just like, what is going on here? You're just like, yeah, keep this guy going. Then if if you can do this against Buffalo, who has a stingy defense, like absolutely stingy defense, that just says a lot about this kid. And I know everyone's clowning him saying, well, he's just doing the dink and dunk. So, you know, I'm like, hey, he he can kind of push the ball downfield, but – He's taking what the defense is giving him. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to just try to get the home run play as we've been seeing from Zach Wilson. And I want both of them, like, I want both of them to succeed, but I think Zach needs to just watch somebody say, Hey, this is what taking the defense gives you means. This is, I don't have to roll out of the pocket, just kind of be innovative and just tell Corey Davis or whoever go downfield. We're going to get a touchdown pass right now after like three plays. Like you don't have to do that. So I'm all for Mike White. I think it'd be interesting, though. Like, my mind is going, where does it go at the end of the season if Mike White performs really well? Do you say, shit, like, what happens next season? Like, do you keep this guy going? Like, are you saying, this is our guy? We're still invested. Exactly. Yeah, I know this, week is, way to too, this, is, this yeah. is way too early. I know it's week to week. But that's just, like, where my mind is just because, look, man, we're Jets fans. We haven't had anything yeah. good. Now we see something good. I'm like, what is Let's this? Let's just cover. Let's just cover it's, versus Bills. It's fair. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fair because – and I think that and I, I wrote an article about this recently. Cheap plug, right? Myself right there. Um, go you want, man. Like, go you want. That's what we got you here, bro. Of course, shout out to Jeff Press, right? <laughs> uh, but, you know, people will try and make this seem like a bad thing, right? I know I just saw, uh, not to call out specific media members, but I know Adam Shine just had a, a thing I just saw on Twitter where he's like, oh, the Jets, they made a mistake. Zach Wilson's the, the, the third best quarterback on the <laughs> roster. Clearly, they should have traded down, you know, oh, and just, he was listing off players they could have drafted. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Uh, but people like that, you know, they're going to try and make this seem like a bad thing. In no way is this a bad thing. The Hell Jets right no. now have a 20. They have a 26 year old quarterback who's playing very well. They have a 22 year old quarterback with a high ceiling who was just drafted second overall. You cannot spin that as a bad thing. Those are two premium assets. So many teams would kill to have one of those assets. The Jets have two. Hell of them. yeah. So as long as Mike White continues to play well, he's an asset. And you have Zach Wilson as an asset, even if he's not playing, right? So either way, it's a good thing for the Jets. People are going to try and spin it and be like controversy. This, you know, <laughs> make it seem like, oh, like Zach Wilson's sitting on a bench. Clearly he's a butt. No, no. Ignore all that stuff. The Jets are going to ignore that stuff. Hopefully Zach Wilson will ignore that stuff. And it's just, it's good. It's a good thing. Having two good young quarterbacks that you want to play, that's a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, I know everyone's like trying to compare it to the Washington football team situation with uh, RG3 and Kirk Cousins. I feel like that situation was, I feel like that was completely, I feel like that was different. It's similar, but I feel like it was very different. I, I think when you looked at uh, Mike Shanahan, then he was unsure of both of them and he took both of them because he was like, I need a quarterback. I don't know who's going to be good. Jets kind of fell into the situation where it's like, Oh wow. We have, Two good quarterbacks. You can even argue saying, like, they have two and a half. Like, not going to throw a shade to Josh Johnson, but he was moving the ball really well. Like, to come in, sure, they're playing prevent defense, so it's easy. But once again, he took what the defense gave him, and he was moving the ball, and that's all you want from your quarterback uh, in that type of situation. But let's get a little bit further in uh, into this this offense. Justin, who are you thinking uh, has to – because we know, as I pointed earlier, Bill's got a a stingy defense. Where are we going in this game to get things happening on offense? Is it, is it through the air? Is it through the running game? Like Michael Carter showing some stuff. It's not a lot of yards, but when you watch him, like he's truly like the ISIS. When you watch Michael Carter, you're seeing, Oh wow. He's being patient looking for the holes. If you get him out in space, which we see Michael Ford doing right now, especially like if you just dump it off to him, like in a check down, he can, he can utilize the space that's given to him. Where are we going with this, man? What do you see? I'm going to be very interested to see how the Bills attack this Jets offense because now they have essentially two weeks of tape 
on this offense, you know, running at the level it's supposed to run at, uh, you know, and, and, and they've been taking what the defenses have given you, you've given them, like you said, Mike White did that two weeks ago. And then, and then Josh Johnson did it this past week. I really want to see if they kind of, if they kind of force the Jets to attack them vertically, if they force Mike White to, to attack them vertically. And that's a very difficult thing to do. The Bills have a very, very, very talented secondary. Uh, and I think that is going to be a key to the game for the Bills. Uh, can and for the Jets, you know, from their perspective, can they do that? Because the, 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 the dinks and dunks aren't always going to be there, you know. Uh, for as good as Michael Carter has been, he's not going to get. I don't think he's going to have nine catches for ninety something yards in this game, right? Like he did two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Uh, I, I just can't see that happening. I don't think the Bills' defense is going to let that happen. Um, so I think they're Dwayne going Edwards. to need to win. No, I'm just kidding. Right, Jimmy, yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's true. If he doesn't play, that's, that's a big benefit. Uh, Matt Milano is still a very good player. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I think they're going to need to show that they can win vertically. And I think that comes down to, you know, can Elijah Moore continue to, to play as well as he had the last couple of weeks? Uh, and can Corey Davis do something? He's, he's probably going to return. We haven't seen him with a quarterback that's not named Zach Wilson this year, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, Wilson had... Uh, you know, I kind of a preference for Corey Davis, right? That was his go-to target early in the year. I want to see if he can do something with Mike White throwing the ball. Maybe he can can win vertically, and maybe he can attack the defense. Okay, yeah, I am so happy that you brought up Elijah Moore at the end there too, because mm-hmm. when Alex was talking about the Dink and Dunks, that's all that was going through my head. Like, if Dink and Dunks means finally unlocking Elijah Moore, three touchdowns in two games, like, great. Think and dunk it until, you know, until the end of the season. You know what I'm trying to say? Because everybody's unlocked. It's not just Elijah Moore. It's Michael Carter. It's obviously the quarterback. I mean, dare I say the tight ends? Even Tyler Croft is getting getting in the mix here. Ryan well, Griffin. Now he's on IR. I know. That's what, but I'm saying like, <laughs> he, was, he was even able to get into the mix, right? Ryan Griffin it, it, it had a sighting there at the end. Yeah. So. Like James players, Crowder, you're talking about digging dunks. James Crowder is a guy who can do a lot. Yeah, he's been but, he's been playing yeah. like, he's been playing the backhand role, but like th- that's why I'm excited about Corey Davis. Like you said, if he's able to actually make a difference, and Mike White doesn't feel obligated or pressured to force it to Corey Davis, which is exactly what you were trying to say in the nicest way possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty, <laughs> um, much. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then maybe we are able to, you know, hang with the Bills, but the Bills are, are have really good coaches, man. Like you're talking about tape. That's exactly what I'm worried about. They had the script, right? We had the scripted plays for that first drive for Mike White. Like they know exactly what we're trying to do now. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think the 13 points is a little, uh, a little much. I I'm I'm a, I'm a little uh, dis- feel a little disrespected there, to be honest with you. However, if the Bills win by 37, I'm not going to be shocked at all because we have no safeties. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. So like, uh, the, there 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 is that part of me, right, where it's like, okay, Mike White, his hand still hurts. He tried it, didn't work out. Flacco came in, and then Josh Allen had the get right game because we have no safeties. Like I right. am totally like ready for that as well. So I think you just describe being a Jets fan. You're like, well, there's a chance we can get, be competitive, but we could also get blown out by forty. Like both are <laughs> yeah. possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not expecting a win. I'm expecting it's either plus thirteen, like we can hang in there for it, or like it's, we're gonna get our, the door the doors blown off. Mm-hmm. If we win. I mean, that'll, it'll just feel like the Bengals game. And if, if every game is going to feel like the Bengals game, Justin, I am ready to live that life. I am I'm ready to you expect and nothing and, and just like <laughs> win a game outright. Uh, that'd be, uh, fantastic. How do you, how do you think that Denzel Mims being out affects this team at all? Um, with Corey Davis coming, do you think it matters at all? I honestly, I don't think it matters much. I don't think Mims was going to play much at all. Uh, you know, with Corey Davis coming back, I'm not even sure if like, and I don't want to go back to, I'm not sure if he'd be active, but I don't think it's a guarantee he would have been active just mm-hmm. because Corey Davis completely takes his role out of the offense. Uh, you know, as, as that, as you know, that, that same type of receiver. Yeah. Um, so I don't think him, I, he, he's technically still can play cause he's vaccinated. And if he does test <laughs> negative, uh, it's unlikely, but he still can play, but, I don't expect him to, and I don't expect it to really have a big difference. Not, you know, and not, not only that, he didn't do much when he was out there, right? You know, if for all the talk about Denzel Mims earlier in the year, he got his opportunity. He played 
70 percent of snaps and then what like something <laughs> like 60 this this week I, I think and and he didn't do much in fact he dropped the touchdown right so yeah i think people i think people are real and it's fine because look that, that, I, I, that I want to <laughs> i'm glad you brought it up i know it's just and it's i'm okay with it because the why i mean i'm not happy that, that a second round pick is underwhelming is underperforming but i'm i'm okay with it because I'm, uh, i think that the wide receiver that on my forehead so bro i tattoo that on my forehead second round pick underperforming for the jets <laughs> literally hey marcus right may here. <laughs> Marcus May broke that streak. Marcus May broke that streak. I mean, it's kind of Did, coming back a little bit. And then Elijah Moore. Know. He's he, not going to get a second yeah, contract. Yeah. Is he gonna get, he's, he's not going to get a second contract. It's over. He's not getting a second contract. I mean, this because they drafted him when he was like 24 years old. Uh, he's now, yeah, he's he also, he also in, in, has a jerk agent, and then he has a DUI, and then he tore his Achilles. It's over. Still, I, I, th- it's, it's, I think it's hard not to say Marcus May's a hit. I mean, he was a top five safety last year. At the very okay. worst, he's an above average starting safety. Uh, and I'll take that as a second round pick any day, you know. Okay, but I, I, I will give you that, that historically speaking, in recent years, <laughs> the past. Two decades, yeah, it's been awful. It's been awful. It's been terrible. Do you think? Do you think that's that's the curse of like just drafting Mike Nugent? <laughs> I, I, maybe that's probably the curse. I, I think that they they drafted David Harris, and it was like that's it. Yes, you're done for like two decades. You can't have anything more. Uh, I mean, they had Marcus May, that was fine. Hopefully, Elijah Moore. Hopefully, yes. Elijah Moore. He's looking good, man. Street. I, I mean, He's I'm thinking. Good. I'm going to ask you guys right now: Should I start Elijah Moore on my fantasy football team for this week in the flex? <laughs> over who? I mean, it, it, I, who it depends who you have. We don't got to yeah, break down the whole fantasy over team. Over who? Over who? Yeah, I don't know. if We want to do all that over who, but I, 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 I don't know if I can trust. I'm, I'm hoping that the, the Jets are able to f- have an offense where you can't trust one receiver to start in a type of fantasy matchup. Like, I hope it's spread out where it's like. Davis gets like four or five catches. Moore gets a couple catches. Crowder gets a couple. And it's like you're quote unquote touchdown dependent, like TD or bust, you know, in fantasy right. terms. Um, AJ, for the Jets. A- would you start him over AJ Dillon? Mm. Yeah. This- my, see, my gut always says never pick the Jets fantasy player. Just, yeah. Cause you're going to pick Jets anything. Player. Like, right. That's true. <laughs> he's honestly, he's honestly, the Jets do anything good. He's the only <laughs> Jets fantasy player that I have because I'm like, this dude's going to be dope in the freaking yeah, I have on my dynasty like team and I benched that's, him that's and uh, I could have won. I could have won if I started him. So I'm, the, the I'm, only Jets fantasy player that I'm confident starting in most situations right now is Michael Carter. I, I think as a flex, yeah. he's, he's, he's a good player and you can even argue he's an RB too, right? Uh, especially how he's played the last few weeks just because he's going to get targets with Mike White starting. He's going to get targets. Uh, especially if you're doing like, P- I'm not a big fantasy guy, but if you're doing like PPR and stuff, you know, I was, gonna, right there. I was gonna dick around and be like Elijah Barrett Tucker. Is is there any fantasy league out there that that counter you know that that uses offensive linemen? I don't know. If there's not, there probably should be. Pancake blocks, sacks allowed. That'd be awesome. Let's, let's get it going. <laughs> Speaking of those two guys though, uh and you know, since we, we did plug in the Jet Press, you, you know, you're you're uh the head guy over there at, on uh you know, Alex was a formerly Jet Press writer, and he's actually the one that put me on originally. So uh, we got a little, a little, a little Jet Press uh, round uh, round table going on here. And uh, just a quick note: when I was actually in London after the game, I uh, had saw Elijah Vera Tucker and Michael Carter. I was able to like talk to them for a little bit, like it was pretty casual. Like after, um, I, I happened to be there by their family. Whatever, we're just like talking. It was they were really cool people, and um, I told them I read for the Jet Press, and they both heard of it, uh, and they're both That's like, awesome. I, I, I assume clicked on it. And then I saw Gary V at the Nick game uh, the other day, and I told him I read for the Jet Press, and he was also familiar with it. So uh, just kind of cool, awesome. like these people, you know, like that. Uh, maybe it's that check mark that you don't know why it's there, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe it uh, it helps in the long run because um, you know we have uh, Jet Jet fans who we know of that are also um, in tune. So yeah, just it, it's to cool. out there. Uh, yeah. You, you never know who's reading your stuff. That's I've been told that countless times and, and it's really true. Like you never know who's reading your stuff. I remember a few years ago, I wrote something. Uh, it was, I think I was still a contributor when I, when I wrote it, uh, it was about Bilal Powell. And when he was still with the jets, I think it was when he had that neck injury. Uh, and everyone was like, Oh, this might be career ending or it's probably the end of his jets career. He ended up coming back for another year. Uh, but at the time I just kind of wrote like a, 
his legacy piece, like, you know, the legacy he's, he's leaving behind. And I remember his wife seeing it and like sharing it all over Facebook and being like, Oh, this made me cry and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, like that's that. Awesome. That's why we do this. You know, that's, 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 that's the reason we do that's it. Awesome. Um, that's a fact. And it's, it's a humbling moment. It really is when you realize, wow, you know, I'm not just writing this for the ether for no one to read, you know, like, people <laughs> are reading our stuff and that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, if, oh, if it's sure. just, if it's just to let out my anger, and, and, and all my feelings, it, it's good enough for me. Like, that's why, that's why we're here. And that's why, like, sometimes I just got to go on the jet press and I'll, I'll submit to you a, a 1500 word, uh, on, on why we have to beat the jet, the Falcons in London. And then we yep. start out 17 zero. Like, I just have to let it out. You know what I mean? Like, you, you'll get your anger out on in writing. And then so you could be all positive and optimistic after that. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is everything exactly. that could go wrong. But now yeah. this is everything that could go right, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But getting back on track, fellas. So what are we thinking for this, for this game? What do you think the score is going to be between the, the Jets and the Bills to, to, to wrap this, wrap this preview up? Justin, you go first, man. You're the guest. It's, it's tough. It's tough, right? Cause, you know, it's, it's the Jets, right? We can't pick the Jets to, to, to do good at anything, right? We just went over that. Um, it's, it's a very interesting matchup. I'll say this really quick because you kind of, you have kind of a, a like, uh, a, a situation where something has to give, right? You have, and I can't believe I'm saying this, a red hot Jets offense. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever said that. In, we're talking about <laughs> yeah. the Jet press. I don't think I've ever said those words in my time being at the a Jet press. A red hot Jets offense? Right. Who's I think actually, you know what? Gotta give credit for the guy who was here for a short time. Josh McCown. He had that offense clicking way back when for a for a, for, a, for, a, for a good stint. And then he got hurt, and then it's like, ah, the flame went out. <laughs> That's true. And there were a couple games with Sam Darnold back in in, in, in 2019, uh, where you know it was, it was like the Cowboys game and stuff. It was the, the yeah. offense was clicking. Brett a little Favre bit, had but... six touchdowns at the Cardinals. That was that game. <laughs> yeah, Fitzmagic. Yeah. First half. Had Fitzmagic. <laughs> it was like you know, uh, yeah, yeah. We get somebody. Right, Joe Namath. Joe Namath. You know, Joe Namath won a Super Bowl. Exactly. That's what it sounds like. We're so sad. Just you know, Monday Night Miracle. We got that to hang on to. Yeah, but I mean, you legitimately have a red hot Jets offense, right? Jets offense that's that's put up nearly a thousand yards in the last two weeks combined, uh, and they're going against a really, really, really good Bills defense. It's like a Bills defense that's top three in the league, and, and they're playing at an exceptional level right now. So something has to give there, just like something has to give on the other side of the ball because the Bills offense has gone ice cold. Uh, Josh Allen's coming off one of his worst games in a very, very long time. They kind of sleepwalk through that Miami game as well. They've kind of sleepwalked since coming out of the bye. That offense is kind of dormant right now. But you also have the Jets defense that has completely fallen apart, right? So something has to give there. You have a struggling offense against a struggling defense. And then you have a, a very good offense or just playing very well right now against a really, really good defense. So something has to give. Uh, and, and when you're in an impasse like that, my, my go-to is just go with the better team, go with the more talented team. Uh, so I, I think that the Bills will, will wake up this week. I think that the Jaguars game kind of, Made them realize, okay, well now, hey, the, the Patriots are breathing down our necks. They're a half game back. I believe they're a half game back in the division right now. They need to win this game. They cannot lose this game. Uh, and I think that Josh Allen's going to come out, torch the safeties, torch the linebackers. Uh, whether he's, you know, running or whether he's throwing, I think he's getting 400 yards total. Maybe, maybe five, four. That's, that's a bit much. Uh, he'll be taken out before that, <laughs> that happens. But let's, let's say 300 yards, he's whatever not Mike he gets, White. 350 yards. Uh, I, yeah, Mike White too. Yeah, Mike White also throws. The three. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think that the Bills will win this one pretty handily. Um, and I, I think that the Mike White, you know, I, I think Mike White will play fine. I don't think he'll look very. I don't think he'll look great. I think it'll he'll look human, a lot more human than he has looked, mm-hmm. uh, especially just against a really good Bills defense. But again, this is the Jets we're talking about, and every single week something happens that we're not expecting. So yeah, who knows? I'll say final score prediction. 30, yeah, yeah, 35. We'll say they hold them to 35. Generous. Uh, 35 to 21. They lose by 14. They don't miss. They barely miss out on covering. That's what I'll say. All right. I like that. Okay. John, what about you? What do you got? What do you got for this week? I, I mean, I agree with Justin's, you know, premises. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go Bills 24, Jets 16. Like so, you know, wow. nothing, no, no, nothing, nothing crazy. Like I, 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 I think that it'll be. Um, Bills might come out a little hot at first, mm. like come out, but 
I, I think it's going to be competitive. I really do. I, I think the Jets going to cover the 13. Bills, okay. Bills have been double-digit favorites every single week. I mean, granted, they covered a couple times, but I don't really see them like as this big juggernaut. I don't know. Okay. That's that's just me. I, I, and and as an avid football fan, I I noticed that Josh Allen and especially the Bills they fall into they fall into ruts where like they get super hot or they get super cold, and it's not like they're able to like turn it up week to week. Like you said, like the Patriots, where like if the Patriots have a bad week, you know next week they're going to win by 55. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just know. I don't really feel that way about the Bills just yet. We'll see. Uh, I, I think the Jets have nothing to lose. And when the, when the, when, when you're playing with your back against the wall, kind of desperate and with nothing to lose, like no pressure, like this is the type of game we could win. Um, I'm not calling a win, but I'm definitely calling a cover and I'm calling a one possession game. Okay. I'm definitely up with you with the one possession game. I feel like we're going to see a 30 24 type of game. Bills winning, though. Uh, I think I agree with you, John, where I see them being competitive. I think that Bills will probably come out hot. Uh, I think they'll probably put up some points. We'll probably stay. It will probably feel like the Bengals. Don't tell me 17 0, bro. I'm going to have no. to also set to no, 17 0 no, 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 to no, no, myself. No. I'm saying <laughs> I, think I, think it, I think it will be similar to the Bengals game where we're neck and neck, but then you just start to see the Bengals go off. Obviously, the Jets come in and win that one, but I see the Bills just taking off. I see their offense slowing down in the second half and the Jets starting to slowly work their way back. But something in Jets fashion like a turnover will end that uh, end the, the the hope of making a comeback win. So that's that's what I got. But Justin, you mentioned a team that I really want to talk about because uh, I want to talk about the, the the assholes that are the New England Patriots, especially since I live here in Boston. Uh, Ooh, I'm sorry. They, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's actually, I think I'd rather live in Germany watching Jets at one in the morning than oh, it's, in Boston. It's rough, it's rough. The streaming, it's rough here. But yeah, I, 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 Boston, it's it's a nice city. To, but to be I don't fair, think I can live there. To be fair. To be fair. There's a, there's a good Jets bar around here. So really, there's a very good Jets wow. bar. Also, when I first so when I I came out here for law school, first bar I go to, uh, classic corny name of like a bar that's been around here that uh, for a very long time. It's called the greatest sports bar ever. Uh, so I don't know if you have a title like that. It's usually not the best. Uh, tr- yeah. We had some. We had some. We had some Bostonians. We had some Bostonians. <laughs> We had some Bostonians try to hackle, hackle us to play some pool after we, me and my buds just watched them like clean some other guys' clocks. And they're like, oh, we're not that good. I was like, dude, I just saw you ricochet that eight ball off two walls into the pocket <laughs> that you called. We're not, we're not putting money down and we're not playing against you. But regardless, we go up to the bar, right behind the bar, we see a picture of Joe Willie Namath. I was like, so you, wow. I was like, what's going on here? They're like, this is, not, this, this, bar. This, is not, this is not even the Jets sports. This is not even the Jets bar. Like there's a Jets bar and this this the owner he's like yeah the owner's a Red Sox fan a Bruins fan a Celtics fan and a Jets fan I was like what wow I was that like, man hey. must get so much shit <laughs> and the thing but is it's like, good awesome. to have so, it's good to have some uh, some conflict in your life but the, <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> but the thing is it's not like some small picture and it's a signed picture of Joe Willie Namath behind the bar like it is. <laughs> The thing is, like, it's bolted, so you can't take it. Because <laughs> you know, I can only imagine <laughs> some, some Bostonians just like trying to go in there and go take the damn thing. But it, it you see like a big ass picture of Joe Bowie Namath, and it's just it's just chilling oh. there, right behind the bar. I, I, I like, feel like the reverse, like that's that flies more than the reverse would. I feel like Patriots fans don't hate Jets fans as much as the reverse, just because Patriots fans. At least new age Patriots fans, right? They kind of just see the Jets as, oh, they're the little brothers that they beat up on all the time. And, you know, they, they, they like to make sure they know what, what their place is. Uh, whereas you kind of get that little brother, little brother syndrome with the Jets, right? So if you got a New York bar, right? Uh, and you just got a Tom Brady poster or whatever, you know, with Tom Brady at the height, at the height of Tom Brady's time with the Patriots, you have a Tom Brady poster in there or, or something. I think that's going to get, that's going to get some more look. But then of course you got a, a two, two team town, you know? Yeah, Jets and well, Giants. So, well, listen, if, listen, Justin, yeah. listen. I, I mean, first of all, I understand why Patriots fans would feel that way, and all the fans because every TV show, I, like I was watching Saturday Night Live, the Weekend Update, shout out the Jets. Like every everything, every, everything, every time I watched any any like Main Street Ted Lasso, 
Shout out to uh, We were talking about that yeah. yesterday. Ted Lasso. Yeah. And, and, it's a great and, show, too. And it hurt. Anything yeah, I watch, uh, there's, there's, there's shots of the Jets. So um, I understand why, you know, people have that mentality. But why we hate the Patriots? Dude. That stupid guy, number 12, he's still talking trash about the Jets, even though we have nothing to do with him. That's <laughs> about Aaron Rodgers and the Bears. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, I, I, I'd i rather own the color green than the Jets. Yo, shut up. Like, that's yeah, why we hate yeah. the Patriots. You know, As the, like, they're just the worst kind of people. That's one of many. It goes one back. Of many. One of many. Long, you know what sucks? We're going to win but, this week, and they're going to win the division, man. Uh, but, but hold on, but hold on. So much. but hold on. This is the thing I want to get to before we went off on a nice side Side tangent. Uh, what do we all think about the Mac Jones play? I just want to know because I found that to be the dirtiest play. I feel like he should get a suspension for just a non-football uh, he thought, move. He thought, he, thought he had the ball. He thought he uh, had the ball. I, I, I think it was very blatantly <laughs> a dirty play. Uh, I know that you know he tried to make it seem like, oh, I thought he had the ball. We've seen Patriots such, reporters come out and say he thought he nonsense. had the ball. No, I, I think that that's. That. Yeah, and there was a reporter that said it too. There was a reporter that that, that was like, yeah, "No, he thought he had the, the ball." Coach says, "Bro, I hate them so much." Yeah, well, the, oh, God, I hate the them. Patri- so much. The Patriots beat is very notoriously pro. Whatever team. Billy B says, they, they don't really criticize their team very much. Not uh, at it's all. just it's just the way it is. Uh, very <laughs> opposite the Jets beat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very very opposite the Jets. The Jets beat ain't afraid to, to criticize criticize the team. Uh, but I, I I thought it was a dirty play. Um, I'm not surprised that he's not going to get any kind of suspension. I definitely wish more people were talking about it. Uh, I'd like to say that I think the Aaron Rodgers stuff kind of took pre- like that kind of kind of swept that under the rug because that became the big news. But honestly, I don't think people would have been talking about it regardless. Uh, I think people just kind of moved on, and it's because you know, guys, a lot of it is because the, the the Patriots beat, and then reporters just don't they don't press the Patriots. They don't really press them to to ask them about it. They kind of just said, oh, this happened. The NFL reviewed it. They're like, yeah, we're gonna find him, or I think they find find him. Um, I don't even remember. I don't even know. If Did they he get fined? Him. Obviously, I don't know. I I, I I may have just made that up on the spot. I don't even know. <laughs> so don't don't that, quote me. Honestly, like, I, don't, I don't even know if he got fined. I'm not a reliable source in this situation. Don't quote me on that. But he, he's definitely not gonna get suspended. Obviously, um, but I, I, I think it was good. like there's no repercussions. So potential. You know, every fine. time the Patriots do something, nothing <laughs> yeah. happens, uh, including during the games. But you know. Yeah, it was very we don't play them me. anymore. They killed us twice this year. I don't have to talk about yep. them anymore. They're going to win our division, and um, we might contribute to that this week when we beat the Bills. I will be interested to see if anyone takes Brian Burns up on his offer. Uh, he said, you know, free hunting or whatever he said, basically just open hunting, open hunting season on uh, on Mac Jones. He said that uh, today, I believe it was. So we'll see. He's he basically mad. is like, honestly, hey, man, anyone want to avenge me, go for it. Yeah, well, he has nothing to lose by saying that. He can't yeah. get fined for somebody, for, for another player. He, he has other control yeah. over them. So why not say that? And then if, if yeah, I does, know, I'm sure players around the league were none too pleased about, about, uh, what Mac I hope he pays there. their he, fine. He, yeah. 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 Uh, he, he, <laughs> he has a target. He, I'm sure he has a target on, on his head right now. Um, we'll see. I mean, the NFL's rules, it, it makes it very difficult, obviously, for a player to even touch the quarterback, but. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I do think it was a dirty play, um, and I do think that if he's not going to get suspended, he should get fined a significant amount of money, right? So get, more than CD Lamb is getting fined for for not tucking in his his jersey. Right? I'll say that. I'll say that. <laughs> well, to be honest with end- you, if the NFL doesn't fine him, it's going to be worse for him. Like if nothing happens, it's yeah. almost like baseball, where like if nothing happens, it's up to me. To you know, hit this guy with a 95 mile per hour pitch in order to make everything right. But you yeah. know, if he was suspended for a game or two, then it's like okay, it's already taken care of. He paid his dues. Yeah. Or in this case, just like find him some money. He's a rookie, so I mean, he's a first round pick. He doesn't care about money. Well, this is the NFL. It is ran by Roger Goodell, <laughs> and we all know that Roger Goodell is inconsistent. And it's kind of like who's loves the Patriots. <laughs> inconsistent is definitely the best word to describe Roger Goodell. <laughs> yeah, it's who's wise it anyway, man. Everything's made up and the points don't matter. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish I had. I wish I had a joke. That's right. The the points are like, ah, oh, but I don't have one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for this moment all my life. Oh man, squad on it. that. <laughs> but on that note, Justin, thank you for coming on, man. Please let our listeners know where they can find you. Of course, uh, I mean you can follow me on Twitter at Justin T. Freed or at the Jet Press. 
Uh, generally, if I'm tweeting about the Jets, it'll be from the Jet Press account. But uh, if you want to see me tweet about anything that's not the Jets, sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll use my personal account. Uh, that is verified for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, so I have no clue why that happened. The big editor. Uh, it may, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, and if you want to read some of my stuff or anyone else of the Jet Press, go to thejetpress.com. Uh, also, like I think Alex mentioned in the, in the intro, if there are any Ravens fans for some reason Strange. listening to this point, have listened to the entire thing. You can also read my stuff. I cover the Ravens as well on ebonybird.com, uh, which is another fan site, I'd say. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think any Ravens fans are listening. If they have, I don't think they've gotten this far, but if my they cousin, are, they my cousin got. Mark, my cousin Mark's a diehard Ravens fan. So I'm getting, I'm getting daily updates about, you know, Duvernay. So Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson for MVP. Yeah, oh my goodness. I, 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 I had to like mute, I had to like mute Lamar Jackson in my phone because I was getting like his, <laughs> his completion percentages and stuff. This Man, if you were watching Lamar Jackson every week, you oh, I can't I mean I do it. watch him every week and it, it, right. And I see him fumble on the one yard line and I'm like, all right, it's fine. Oh <laughs> it is a, after watching the Jets after watching the Jets play football, it is a treat to watch the Ravens. I'll yeah, just say I agree. that they, I agree. They're so buttoned yeah. up. On yeah. the both sides of the ball. They have no dumb like they're not gonna be offsides like the Bears. I agree with you. Yeah. That that coach is that fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But thank you once again, Justin, for coming on. Uh and I can only imagine I, I can only imagine just being able to cleanse the palate of watching the Jets with now watching the Baltimore Ravens. That's kind of how we feel after we watch the Jets and we get to cover the next. We're like, oh wow, competitive basketball, competitive sports. Right. Team. There you go. Thank thank yeah. thank goodness for something good. Uh, We're about to beat the two-time bu- two, the the champion Bucks two times this week. Yeah, so. be great. Let's get it going. Go. He's right. an optimist with the Knicks as well. I got it. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's all I got left, man. That's literally all I got left. Gotcha. <laughs> but thank you everyone for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. Please make sure to give us a five star review if you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. But if you don't, that's okay. I'll tell you why. We're on Spotify, Amazon Alexa, Google Play, Stitcher, you name it, we are, we are there. there. On top of that, we're also on YouTube now. You're probably watching this on YouTube, so you can look at all of our beautiful faces. And if you're doing that, please make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, and hit that notification button. You want to know when all these episodes drop. Also, while you're there, we got Winning Picks Weekly, another podcast, also under the Minute Media Partnership umbrella, all right? We got John and our video producer, Greg, going through bets. Today just dropped NBA betting, so if you still have have to catch up, you can go check that out real quick. Uh, well, actually, this is coming out on Friday, so don't do that. You might have missed the time. I mean, we're gonna, we, might have, we, might have, we might have an NBA episode by Friday, so. For sure. People there actually out. might be an NBA episode, but there definitely NFL will be an NFL definitely episode. Be there will be an NFL episode, so definitely tune in for that. And then last but certainly not least, check out all of our social media accounts and follow us there. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We, we got you covered. We got you covered. Ah, I changed it up on you. All right, everyone, we'll catch you later for next week to cover the breakdown of the Jets after they play the Buffalo Bills. And win. Let's go. <laughs> Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.